All right, it is 9.32, and you're listening to a Minnesota Morning. We have a matching $100 grant out there that we need to reach in 30 minutes. If uh, we don't reach the $100 in 30 minutes, we lose it, and it's uh, specifically dedicated to the Master Garden Program. Not that we get the money, but they're just saying we support the Master Gardener Program, which is awesome. And so uh, within the next 30 minutes, we need to hear from Maybe one person wants to donate 100 maybe two people, $50 each, maybe four, $25. Any amount will help us get there. So give us a call, 507-389-5678. That's 507-389-5678. And you can still get one of those nice thank you gifts. If you know $25 level, you get a nice KMSU mug. $50 level, you get the nice KMSU winter cap. Uh, $60, a Live at the World Cafe CD, $100, the Warren Zevon CD set, or even a day sponsor. Whatever it is, uh, every little bit counts, and we have less than 30 minutes to <laughs> get to match. And Barbara Lampson is joining me now for Master Gardener. I'm just, I have my mouth open. I'm ready to jump in at any minute. You know, I, I think better than anything that you'll get for giving your donation is you'll get the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting public radio. We are not beholden to any advertisers. Nope. You can have your opinion uh, uh, on this radio station. You can. You, this is your radio station. This belongs to you. It's such an important part of our democracy. So uh, think about that too. You probably don't need any material things, but you know the satisfaction. You have the satisfaction in knowing that you did support this. And goodness sakes, the gardening program. If you don't agree with us, if you if you think that things should be done differently, we love to to listen to people and Feedback's talk to great. people. Yeah, absolutely. And this wonderful listener who donated this matching money said, he said, I am donating this because you save gardeners money by telling them uh, uh, about how to do things. So, And, you know, that is important. Uh, if you can learn from someone else's experience or you can learn from science-based information, you may not do things exactly like that, but you should at least be exposed to the science of it and what science tells you works best. And we call that best practices. And, and you know, I think of... Um, uh, this morning, I brought in some apples for a couple of people, and they're the Haroldsons. They were introduced by the University of Minnesota. What would we ever have done if we weren't doing research into our fruits and vegetables and crops that our farmers raise? So then we need people to, to take that message to the community. And that's what Master Gardeners do. And, and you know, you've been doing the show for over 30 years, Barb. Yes. And so you're well, a long, long timer. And while I've been gardening for many, many years, I recently became a Master Gardener in 2016. I did the course, and it's quite a, quite a rig, um, rigorous program. It is. And you have to, you know, give back to the community, donate so many hours of educational time. and, and Yes, you do, Karen. And you know, the other thing is, um, because science changes. We, we learn new things, we explore different avenues, and we present information in different ways. And, and that's, that is so incredibly important that, that uh, we continue our education every single year this uh, this is so a, that's part of yeah that's part of what we have to do so right, many hours of continuing ed right and and we pay for that ourselves yeah we do yeah so everything um 
Uh, everything is because we're passionate about it and we want to do it. And you know what? My mother said to me one time, she said, you know, Barbara, out of the six children, you are the one that is most like your grandmother. <laughs> she was in that garden and she was cooking and hauling food around and she was storing food and canning it and that. And, you know, at the time I thought, oh, that's really not a the cool thing. Yeah, that's not cool. I would like to be more sophisticated than that. <laughs> and I, you know, that's where my passion has always been. I've made a lot of mistakes and I've had to start over again. But you know what? It has never dampened my enthusiasm. I just think it's such a miracle to plant a seed, watch it grow. It's a little thing. And I mean, to me, it just never uh, ceases to amaze me. Some of the big things that come out of that little teeny, teeny, teeny dot sometimes. And it yes. just, I just marvel. Yeah. And, and the fact that we can nurture it and we can make it work. And well, sometimes we fail, like you said. Yes. And you know what? Teaching classes, especially the summer school that we do as volunteers uh, for those 10 weeks, that is such a great thing to expose children to gardening. And they grow something and they have that same excitement about it and about seeing things grow and and how things are related and and beginning to think of themselves as researchers, not gardeners, but researchers and scientists and talking about that and recording that. I mean, that's all so exciting. But anyway, we got to give the numbers, though, because we have uh, we have 23 minutes now to get $100, $100, up to $100 to match right. to get that money. I know Tim's on the phone. I hope that's a pledge. It might be, it might not be. But the number to call is 507-389-5678. We have a, a supporter of KMSU who is supporting the gardening show because, like he says, you save gardeners. But Oh, Richard, thank you so much. Richard from Mankato is helping us get part way there. Okay. So we have a match. Still, we have $40 to go to uh, meet that match. So, so far, we're over halfway there. Right. So if you would like to help us reach our $100 matching pledge that is out there till 10 o'clock, that gives us about 22 minutes left. So 507-389-5678. That's 507-389-5678. Give us a call. We're going to talk about gardening, and every once in a while I might have to give the phone number if it the phone doesn't ring. So there. Well, sure. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I met with the Master Gardeners on Monday night and our exten- extension agent, Shane, and we talked about weather. And one of the questions that the Master Gardeners raised was, um, uh, what do you think? Are we going to have the problems next year that we had with bugs and disease this year? And Shane said, when we have warmer winters and uh, uh, more snow, th- those bugs, those insects, and the eggs that they lay, they live on in the soil. So, so with a warmer winter, we're gonna they're gonna continue to. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, dear. so here's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah, the slugs. It's 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 my arch nemesis here. I am out turning over every rock, every brick in my (laughs) garden, and I'm gathering these buggers up. And you know, 
they are still active. They they must go into the soil. I found some at an, um, a level of one inch. Well, the soil is, is still warmer than, you know, it hasn't froze solid yet. It is, it is still warm. Last week at this time, it was 53 degrees, and I haven't checked it now. I've been so busy this week, but I'm still gardening. I'm still looking for slugs. I'm still cutting back some of the perennials that... Um, uh, like the hibiscus or the, uh, yeah, the hibiscus, because uh, they, uh, it, sometimes they will trap enough snow, but other times uh, it, it just is easier. And then to heal up the, the, the hibiscus especially, uh, while we have two different types, we have a tropical and we have one that's hardy for zone four, it is best to, to be sure you get them covered well after the soil freezes, heal up uh, your uh, leaves if you're using that, or even if you've got extra compost, bring that in and be sure and heal that up around around the base of it. I had a question at a meeting that I was at at Wednesday night, and this person said they're new to roses, and they inherited a couple rose bushes on the property that they're living on, and they're very tall. They sounded like they might be shrub roses, mm-hmm. and he was wondering, uh, should he cut cut some of that growth back? Should, what should he do? Should he heal them up? And someone had told him that he could build a plastic tent around them. He said they were incredibly beautiful. And I said, no, no, no. You know, No, <clears throat> you could, but why? And Okay, yeah. so a plastic tent holds the heat in. And then causes, it's like a little miniature hothouse, causes the sap to run up, and then that freezes and it kills the plant. You're better off to cut off some of that wood on top, take about half of that off, and then hill up around the base. And I told him to look and see if there was a graft on there. The, these hybrid roses are grafted onto wild stock. So it'll be like a little knob b- b- between the from the soil and, and where the, it starts to branch up. Right, and you want to be sure that you've always got the soil over that. But as I, I, I kind of suspect that this is one of the shrub roses that's almost like a shrub. You know, they'll mm-hmm. benefit from being cutting back because the wind, when you get wind and cold wind, that'll That'll kill off some of that wood, that, and you want to take some of that off, and then. But it, do you want to do it now? Because if you cut, if you cut now, it's going to start to get regrowth because right. it'll stimulate it. So right, you don't want right. to do it yet. No, no, it's it's too early yet, and especially, um, you know, it's cold and then it's warm. Look at how lovely it was yesterday. Yeah. So that would be one of the last things you do, but don't try to build anything with plastic. Now, if you have uh, shrubs like Arborvitae and you want to protect them, um, you use something like burlap, which breathes, and you're just trying to protect them from that wind. So that's that's a totally different and thing. And you need to make sure that they are have enough moisture as we go into fall oh, before it freezes. Very because that's a, a big reason why a lot of the conifers, the arborvitaes, the, the pines, yes. the things, they, they dry out because they, the wind just desiccates them. And, of course, they're not taking up water right. when they're it's frozen. So that's why you need to make sure they're nice and high. It's kind of like people. You need to stay hydrated yes, to stay healthy. Yes, and And you don't know. I mean, unless you go out and check your soil. And there's a wonderful... Um, 
uh, part of the newspaper that gives the weather and that, it always tells you what the soil temperature is. Does it? Oh, yeah. It's I've in never... there every single day. Um, you wow. have to go to that, and you need your really good reading glasses on. It's <laughs> small. The print <laughs> is so small, Karen. So you look for... Soil temperature in Waseca. 44 degrees, it said, as of October 17th, so it's cooled down. Yeah, it's, so it was 53 last week when I was okay. here. So, yeah, so it's going down, but then it's kind of going to stall out, and it's going to be at that for quite some time. So, but you know what? Someone else asked me, are you are you still planting? Did you get all your tulips planted? You know, I did, and then I went back to the store. I, I still have bulbs to plant. I bought some more. <laughs> and I decided that my wonderful neighbor who, um, when he goes fishing, if he has extra fish, he'll bring me fish. Um, I planted roses that they wanted this summer, and I planted daylilies, and now I planted uh, tulips for them. And, <coughs> excuse me. Well, excuse me while Bar- Barbara coughs a little bit. We have 15 minutes, and 15 minutes we need to reach $40. All we need to raise is $40 more to reach a $100 match that we had put out earlier, a listener who loves the Master Gardener program says, I'll give $100 only if you can meet and match my donation by the top of the hour of 10 o'clock. So, so far we have Richard who weighed in and he he helped us get part of the way there by picking up a World Cafe CD. So he, that's a $60 pledge level. $40 is what we need. And so if you pledge 25 you can get a nice mug or any amount, but it'll all go toward helping us meet that matching grant, or we lose it, and we don't want to lose that because that's that's one of the things people help to do to give an incentive for people to give. And we have 15 minutes, so please give us a call. The number is 507 389 5678. That's 507 389 5678. It's just forty dollars to get to the top of the hour. Any little bit helps, so please call now, 507-389-5678. Okay, Barb's back. Karen, I absolutely love planting, and when we get a nice day like yesterday, and actually, Wednesday wasn't a bad day either for being outside. Um, If you can do something for a neighbor, or if you have plants that need to be divided, I actually have moved some plants, some perennials, from my established perennial garden to a new garden that I started, which is for the pollinators, and particularly... Where did you get the room, Barb? Because, I mean, if you're like me, places are all filled up. We, we dug out... Oh, so you just dug up more yard? Y- no, we no? dug out the hostas that oh, were in this one smaller replacing bed. Some. And now I want... When you have a pollinator garden, it's not just about... Uh, about planting the plants, what's really, really, really important is that you sit and enjoy. Watch them. See what they're doing. So connect with them. So now I'm thinking, how can I add a bench out there or something so that I can more enjoy them, more see them? And you know, thanks to you, I have gotten so interested in monarchs and particularly uh, uh, helping them to get through their chrysalis stage and become full butterflies. Yes. Oh, I see our, our boss, the real boss is here now. Well, I don't know about a boss, but... Jim um, Gully Gullickson yeah. is joining us. The I just Phantom. wanted to drop in and say I was uh, fascinated by the, all the talk of slugs. So uh, that, was, <laughs> that was great. Um, have Ooh. we had the match yet? No, we are $40 yeah. short. 
I know. We had a nice one, uh, a listener who loves yes. Master Gardening, and he says with all the tips you guys gave, it's give, it saves Master Gardener, or it saves gardeners in general, yeah. money, mm-hmm. and so therefore, all that money you save, give it back. So he gave $100 thanking us for all the tips that helped right, him. Right, but it is, a, it is a challenge grant. It's right? a challenge. So, so it really we have needs to be matched. 11 minutes to reach $40. So we have, I want to say thank, shout out to Richard uh, from Mankato for helping us. He's got us oh, part of the way. We're part of the way. Yeah, okay. so we so have 40, 40 bucks. 40 bucks is what we have left to match. Okay. All so right. we're thinking if we don't get it in the next few minutes, we're going to send you out with a hat well, <laughs> see, knocking on doors. So, so here's what I'll do. Um, you know, normally you got to pony up 50 to get the, the cap. cap. I'll give you one if you give us 40 bucks. So we just need to get that done so we can yeah, match that I, $100. I don't want to lose $100, right? No. So, oh, here. Oh, I'll I hope get that's that. the phone. Yeah. 389-5678 or 1-800-456-7810. It is pledge drive time. and. We're doing our gardening show as well, so we're trying to, you know, get that match. Thank you uh, for those who have contributed so far to the Pledge Drive, but we're still a little short. So 389-5678. You know, Karen, um, I read the Free Press every morning, and this morning I was reading about uh, the headlines are Hurricanes Convince Some North Carolina Republicans of Climate Change, but Uh, with Hurricane Michael and Florence, we definitely, people have said, you know, this is real, and and there is a a change in mindset. And for those of us who are gardeners who are so dependent on the climate, and our farmers as well, anybody, I mean, it affects so many people that uh, listening to the research and supporting the research and then taking action, and even in your own individual life, it is so easy. You can do something. One little thing at a time, whether it's a rain barrel or anything. Hey, Gully is jumping up and down in the background, so yes, Gully's I am. here. Well, actually, if I did that, I'd be breathless. But um, <laughs> uh, we do have a listener who did call in. We've uh, been able to match that that uh, matching grant. $100 so, matching grant. So I want to yes. do it thanks to the the anonymous matching right. grant I don't donor. Know if they, I don't know if they want to be acknowledged on the air or not and because Tim know, was busy telling, taking the uh, taking the pledge. So, so thank you so much. But thank that doesn't you. mean we still got a pledge drive to go. So uh, don't let that stop you from calling no, us. No, certainly not. I mean, I'm here. I'll take your calls while these two are busy and uh, you but know so forth you. and so on. So thank you, listeners. You always come through for us in the clutch. We are so appreciative of that. 507 389 Five six seven eight. Thanks, Gully. Well, that's awesome. Thanks, <coughs> listeners. What? Who is who? Let's just do Sandy. Oh, you are so awesome, Sandy down in Fairmont. She's a faithful listener, and she's even sent me music because she's just loves to listen to certain types of music. I love so. the fact that we have listeners in Fairmont. I do too, and you know, I, I you know, they're great gardeners down there. I think Sandy's <laughs> been a, a gardener too, but we appreciate it. You are awesome. And uh, she's going to get a couple mugs for for herself too. So I think wonderful. Fairmont is. Uh, don't they call themselves the city of lakes? Yeah, because they've yeah, got a bunch. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, when I was uh, one of the officers with the state horticulture society, uh, we used to visit there, and they would have wonderful district meetings and a great public spirit, great public gardens. Oh my goodness, just just wonderful. I've been so fortunate in the nine county area to. T- travel around uh, in one capacity or another and as my job or, or as a master gardener and see what people are doing. And, and I 
love the enthusiasm of the people. And one thing I found about gardeners, they are so willing to share when they have extra plants. Uh, when you need advice, they're so willing to do that. You know they are. And you know when I'm working in my yard in town, a lot of people will stop and comment on the plants and start to ask questions. And before I knew I, I'm giving yard tours, my husband will laugh. And he'll say, yeah, I see you're giving another yard tour. <laughs> you know. In the wintertime, when I go to Georgia to be with my daughter, our daughter, um, I garden there. And so people notice. And uh, Patricia says, you know, people, if she's working outside, they will stop just like Mm -hmm. they do at your place. And they'll say, well, this is really nice. You've put a lot of work in your yard. And she said, I My mom does. (laughs) My mom comes in the winter (laughs) and she does this. And then they will say, well, do you think she's got enough to do? She could help us, too. So I I think that's just absolutely a hoot. But uh, it's fun to leave your mark uh, on a piece of ground in a positive way. And I am so, Karen, I'm so interested in flowers and plants, but I'm so interested in in growing our own food, whether it's, it's potatoes or carrots or spinach or what it is, and introducing that to children to get them to think about what they're eating and where their food comes from. Now, you were chatting with me earlier before the show. We were talking about how you you are surprised that some people don't even really know about what they're eating, including kids, in terms of realizing vegetables and fruits. And, of course, that comes from, like us, we learned a lot of that from our parents. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the things, uh, teaching a class, which is a one-hour class once, and then leaving the kids, that isn't as beneficial as if we can get into the school system, and especially in the summer school programs where we have 10 weeks with these kids, and we only get them for an hour at a time, but they do everything. They plan what they want to put in their garden. They plant it. They watch it. They they harvest it. They, they weed it. They water it. That We examine bugs. We have our wonderful magnifying glass so we can examine bugs. So, And I've asked children... Um, each week, if we have uh, carrots or cucumbers, whatever we have, I ask them, if you can go to the grocery store with your parent, or if you get to the grocery store, would you price cucumbers this week and see how much much they they cost? cost. And in 10 weeks, I had only one girl who was ever in a grocery store and took the time to do that. Now, these were 7th and 8th graders. But they really don't know how much food costs. My idea behind this was to show them how much money they would save by by raising their own produce. And, and it just didn't happen. So then I said, <clears throat> well, how about if this week, look and see if you can find any of your vegetables that you're raising, <clears throat> if they're advertised in those glossy pages that we get in, right. the, in the free press or the whole magazine. And you know what? Not a single one of them did that either. They don't read those. They don't no. look at those. That that wasn't it's of a different, interest. It's a different technology than they're yes. used to probably, Barb. And only three of my students had been exposed out of 15 students, 10 boys and 5 girls, 
only three had been exposed to how to grow a garden. Wow. And, and that was through their grandparents. Right, right. And, right. and see, that's, well, I, you know, learned from my mom. And, and right. then, then I remember gardening with my grandmother, too. And she was yes. like well, my, my mom's mom. And, and that is very vivid in my mind. Yes. And, you know, when we went to my grandparents, very often we went on Sundays uh, in the summertime when the weather was, you could travel around northern Minnesota. And... Grandpa would take us out, and he would show us his vegetable garden, and he was most proud of his potatoes. Oh, that's the one thing I remember plant helping my grandma plant, my mom and dad yep. plant. Yep. Put the eyes up. Yes. Eyes up. But my grandmother, after Grandpa got done showing us that and talking about his garden, my grandmother would lead us through, and you had to follow in her footsteps. Nobody was to step off the path. Really? Because we used to tamp. That was our job after they planted the potato was to tamp down those nope. potatoes. This is in my grandmother's garden. Now. Oh. She was the one that grew the flowers. Ah. And I remember zinnias in her garden, hollyhocks in her garden, and... Uh, Dahlias. She had dahlias, but she had lots of other, oh, hen and chicks too. And and then she would talk about those things. And, and I just thought, she, in her area of the yard, she created something that was just magical because there was all that color mm-hmm. in there. And I thought, oh, that's that's what I want to do. Do you know what one of my dad's pride and joy when he, he was in 4-H, my parents were in 4-H when they grew up. In fact, that's one of the ways that they met uh, through 4-H. But my dad had gardening as a project. Sure. And he made the local paper because he took and planted in the shape of four and an H with cabbages. So it was like the four, I mean, it was pretty large. Yes. The four was cabbages and then the, the hyphen and then the big H and then he had other plants all around it. And so, I mean, that what a memory. That was one thing he did. And back then, you know, I was thinking that's an awful lot of cabbages and we wouldn't use that many today. But back then, they would because they had big families. They preserved a lot of it. and Oh, and they, uh, you know, we had a uh, 50-gallon crock, which we had sauerkraut in and my mother had a sauerkraut um, cutter and when it was time we had long rows of cabbage and we had to go out and we took our wagon we cut them off we brought them in and my mother had this cutter Mm -hmm. which uh, I have well my daughter has it now and we made this sauerkraut and we thought this was the most horrible thing when it was in there (laughs) and you were checking on it but when she combined that with pork ribs and she baked it in the oven, oh my goodness, we thought it was just absolutely delicious. So if you were fortunate enough to have that kind of of upbringing where raising food was part of your life and you did it because you knew you had to do it, uh, I think you were very lucky. And if people are busy now, they have lots of things to do and it isn't it takes time you know if you have if you have an area that hasn't had a garden in it it takes it takes time to develop the soil well barb let's say you don't have parents that garden how can kids get involved to learn about it then i mean i know you have kids <coughs> through i think is it the aces program in the summer or uh, how, how yeah do you... it's actually it's it comes through the aces but it's pro it's part of the they call it connections program oh. so it's it's just a little bit different but it runs simultaneously with that but you know what there's another thing you can do there's 4-h 4-h does a wonderful job with kids and uh and and there's the the county fair looking and seeing you know they exhibit those things when else do some kids get 
a prize, get recognized for what they've done, which is so good. But hey, you know what? Um, you can garden with your neighbor children too. Uh, our neighbor's grandson who would come in the summertime, he and I planted pumpkins for him. And, and that was just absolutely fantastic. You can find ways to introduce gardening to well, kids. Well, call your, call your extension and they could probably hook you up with someone that would be willing absolutely. to help because there are programs, there are people willing to go out and teach and, and work with kids and adults alike. I mean, that's what we do. That's part of what yes. you do as a master gardener. And, you know, if you don't have a program in your school, um, y- this could be environmental sciences. It could meet one of the requirements. Then talk to your school board. Find out why you don't have environmental sciences, why you are not looking at all as aspects of the environment, and start it much younger. I think we should have a greenhouse at every single that school. That would be awesome, yeah. And I think we should have... Have uh, plots um, on the grounds of every school to grow things and um, and harvest things. I think that that would be a great use of of time and money. Well, we are just about out of time. Speaking of time, but I want to just again thank our listeners, our our donor of the matching grant, and also Sandy and Richard. We heard from Fairmont, Mankato. And we appreciate your support of KMSU. And I just want to thank all our listeners. You know, uh, when we're on the air, we don't see your faces, but we certainly, you are in our hearts because we know that you're interested in gardening and the the plus that that brings to um, people as well as our, our animals and insects and always trying to do a better job. So thank you.